Street Fighters, how you doing? It's Wednesday night, basement show time. We're doing a remote session this week. Uh, if you're watching on the live stream, thanks for being here. Uh, you can watch us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. We record every Wednesday night and every Sunday night. Uh, I'm also going to start doing some uh, video game live streaming called Drunk Driving. Uh, that'll be happening on Twitch. I think I'll be doing it after this show because uh, I'm raring to go. And uh, I hope your night is going well. Hope you're, you've had a good week. Hope you're celebrating some some wins for Main Street versus Wall Street. And uh, as always, we're here to continue to be the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. This is our 10th year doing it. It's a big one. And we only do it because of all the support from listeners like you. So let's go. Let's do this thing. Happy to have you here. My name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. You can find us on patreon.com slash radio. That's the best way to say thank you. We love what you do, and we want you to keep doing it. Patreon.com slash radio. Uh, or, I, yeah, that's the best one, really. Store.streetfightradio.com as well. It has digital downloads uh, for all the premium series and... Uh, merch you can buy. I just made a $400 donation to Prison Health News today because of the Learnworm t-shirt all-connected fundraiser. And the very cool Scott S. sent me a direct message on Twitter to say that they matched our donation. So actually $800 went to Prison Health News today instead because of Scott. So thank you for doing that. It was awesome. Thanks, Scott. It's so weird looking at my face while I do. I'm doing Street Fight in my pajamas. Very weird. Very you, weird. You wear a hoodie to bed? Uh, no, I take my shirt off. But yes, I am wearing a hoodie. But my pajamas are my bottom. Oh, area. secret Shut bottoms. Up, You've got secret bottoms on. They're just sweatpants. It's a but secret. They're, my, they're what I sleep in. They're yeah, not durable. I'm wearing slippers. I'm wearing my slippers and and uh, uh, my pants. I have my sad lamp on to light the room up and make me feel like, you know, a real uh, 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 a hard worker. I'm, 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 I'm working on my depression. So you just have the sad lamp on all the time now? No. Okay. This is the first time I've used it. Oh, during this is, the, this. this is the debut. It's my inaugural sad lamp, well, which pop, I uh, pop that shirt just off. Got in the mail today. Pop that no, shirt off. You want to let it soak into the nipples deeply. You want to get it into armpits. <laughs> you want to open up your chest widespread eagle and and just really soak it. I took vitamin D today too. I I, I went and got some vitamin D uh, gummies. I'm it's where it's just I'm trying. I'm gonna Good. officially say I'm trying now. Yeah, try. What, what about changing? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta focus on, uh, you know, making it a better day each day, right? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm trying. Yeah, with the vitamins and all the medicines and. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, go ahead. This sad lamp. This lamp I have looks like an iPad. Yeah. It's a nice little forty-five dollars sad lamp that I bought because somebody said that it would help me, or. I think somebody, I got told this week it's pseudoscience, which felt like a bummer because I'm like, now I've fallen for pseudoscience. But you know what? What if it works is the way I'm thinking about it. You I, know? If pseudoscience works, it's real science. Yeah. 
those stupid idiots didn't think they were going to actually do a revolution and they ended up stamp storming into the Capitol. You know, what if this works? You know, you got to try everything. Yeah, I don't um, I don't I, I don't think it's pseudoscience at all. Uh, I mean, my doctor told me about it. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good then. You know, it's also people think that it shoots vitamin D into you, and that's not what it does. It helps your body convert di- vitamin D more efficiently. Yeah. And since I don't eat vitamin D because I don't know what it's in, I get most of it from the sun. You know, the thing that's been like, the thing that's been going on actually is that like the, re- it's so weird. I'm podcasting with you. So I want to put my arm on the mic stand, but I don't have a mic stand here. So I'm just kind of sitting with my arm up like it's in a cast. We need um, to get you like a bar or something you can lean on and do the podcast. I know. I feel like I, I feel weird doing it. I don't know why, but doing street fight from home feels really weird and doing all that. I do everything else from here, but, uh, but anyway, I, uh, uh, I, I, I don't remember what I was saying there. It's, a, it's been a day, Brett. We're recording sure. remotely because we have a COVID scare happening currently. Are you, uh, yeah. I, what I was going to, I, I hate to be a bummer, but what are you, are you changing anything? What other, what kind of like internal techniques do you have though to fight your depression besides like a, a magic trick from the outside? <laughs> a lamp and some vitamin D and yeah. therapy. And uh, uh, watching TV shows, I guess. I'm just trying to do things that make me happy, you know? Sure, sure. I've been tired as shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's been the thing is, like, the depression has been, like, physically demanding for me this year. And the sun hasn't been out in Columbus since, I think, April or August or something like that. It, It does feel like every day has just been... Um, not nice and it's not like looking to be getting nice anytime soon <laughs> so it's like uh uh when you make so much of your time outside like i spend so much time outside and and it seems like you're fighting the weather yeah it just is bad but what by the the funny thing is is like i feel like garbage you know last year i said this and uh uh it was like it dawns on me that it was last winter that I said this because I don't say this during the summer, but every morning I wake up, I sit up and I go, I fucking hate waking up. <laughs> and then I get moving for the day. And I've noticed that's creeped back in. Yeah. It's like, worst, like worst in way to past, start your day. Yeah. Like in the past month or so that has creeped back in this just like, it's one o'clock in the afternoon and it's like, Ugh, I fucking hate this shit. And then, you know, you get up and you move and you're just tired. It just, it feels extra tiring. It, it, the, the depression, my seasonal affective disorder is bad. Can I, like, can I, I think, come, and I think it's weird because like I've always lived in a place with winter. <laughs> like I've never lived anywhere that didn't have winter. Yeah. Um, I mean, my only, my corny fix for that, uh, is to say thank you when you wake up in the morning and say thank you before you go to bed. Just say it inside of your head. Like your first thought that you think is thank you that I woke up. Because I think (laughs) dying is, is a scary thought that everybody's absolutely terrified of. So I say thank you that I woke up makes, is like, that's my, how I actually feel about it. I don't actually want to be dead, you know? 
but I mean, like the thing is, like if you if you gotta die, which we all do, like having it happen in your sleep is like the preferable way for it to happen. That's not what I'm. You know what I mean? Of course, agreed. That's the way to go. <laughs> but if when you wake up, you can't wake up dead. So I when know. you wake up, if you wake up, the first thing you should say is just thank you. It just say it immediately before anything else can. It's like it's like meditate. I mean, the meditation stuff works too. If you can get in there before your brain gets on. On, into its regular cycle and starts running its regular fucking bad programs. Like you have to get in there and just clean house and don't let anything take root. That's why I work. Yeah. That's why I liked working out as soon as I woke up. Um, but I, I mean, I have a similar situation. I, I noticed in 2018, that's when I went to therapy and that's when I was like, the winters are terrible for me. The winters, honestly, are the worst times of my life. So I have s- such terrible memories. Like I've had bad fights, like all of this stuff. Uh, but then I, I, then that's when I developed like a, a, a regular routine, a workout thing to stay active, uh, and not relying on good weather because I used to be like, I'll just run outside. And it's like, I don't want to run outside when it's 17. Like it's fun once, but to rely on it, like every day is not feasible, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind the cold. I think I'm like, you know, something about me is that I'm like fairly used to being in the cold for eight to 10 hours a day. You know, I mean, it's not that, well, I do do that now. Like, I'm just used to the elements. I used to have to be in it all the time. I worked outside and like, uh, uh, it just doesn't feel like it bothers me anymore. It, like if it's 17 degrees, it, it like, I don't care. It's uncomfortable. And I hate how you get, uh, um, what's that? You get ice in your beard. So you look like Mr. Freeze, well, Arnold Schwarzenegger from you know, that movie. Yeah, I was gonna say you should feel powerful, like it, John. Like you should feel like you're conquering shit. Like I think that's <laughs> why, like that's why, like John Wayne is a smug asshole, is because he's able to deal with a little bit of uh, snow on his beard. You know, oh, he didn't hang out outside when it was cold. <laughs> sure, that motherfucker. He did not. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's like working on roofs and climbing poles when it's cold outside. Uh, it just like prepared me to just be like, you know, cause you got to do weird things with your brain when that's your job, you know, yeah. to, to, to look at a utility pole and say <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, basically in, in the, in the country, when I was working in the country, when it's eight degrees outside and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go climb that thing and get up just a little higher. So the wind can hit me even harder and I can't wear gloves because you can't wear gloves and be a cable guy. It doesn't fucking work. It's impossible. I know people are going to be like, well, why don't you get these kind of gloves and why don't you Mechanics. get these kind of gloves? And I'm going to tell you that I've had every kind of gloves that you could ever have when I was a cable guy. Not a cable guy anymore. So it doesn't even, the, the advice doesn't even help. But I mean, there isn't a kind. Fingerless, maybe, but you know, that's about it. They, they just, cause you have to be able to get your hand in tight places. You can't do that. They haven't invented those gloves yet. Mm-hmm. Tight place gloves. Invent them. Tight place gloves. Warm. Yeah, there's got to be some kind of fucking microfiber technology that they can put in a pair of gloves that like actually keeps you warm. And you can also like, it's just like having, you know, it's it doesn't hang off. Maybe oh, latex yeah. gloves? Yeah, but then those don't keep you warm. Though. They block the wind. You know? We need some hot hands. You know what I mean? Just I'm just gonna get if I was if I go back to the cable company, I'm just gonna invent hot hands gloves. 
like gloves that are lined with the hot hand shit, uh-huh. you know? And when you shake them, it just gets warm and then you can work real quick. Yeah, they got work. this. They got they got gloves with heat pouches in them. Yeah, no, I know. I, I recently saw an article about how people are, because you have to hang out outside now to be around your friends and yeah. shit. And people are like, you know, they, they still just want to see their people, but they're trying to be safe. I heard that there is like a real boom in the heated clothes market. Oh, yeah. People, people do not want to, they do not want to be slightly uncomfortable. Somebody with a deck does not use it whenever it snows. And now all of a sudden they have to sit there and, uh, they're going to, they're going to have D battery powered socks to make it through. (laughs) I I mean, I would buy those. I should own them. I didn't even know they existed. I didn't know that there were shirts with heating elements. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) For a long time, the socks have been around forever. My dad yeah. had ones with the D battery on this, like the C battery pouch on the side. That sounds horrible, though. That doesn't and like sound comfortable. You're like walking on a hot wire, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my feet, I think, are okay. You can usually wear wool socks. I mean, the thing about it, the thing that is that you can't do, and this is another out, out outside guy thing, is that like once you get the stuff to make sure you're not cold you start sweating and then that becomes the problem. Sure. Sure. And that's like, it's just, there isn't, I like sweating. Being alive is just fucking hard. You can't escape that. Yeah. You know, every day is it's suffering. Everything about it. There's no temperature that works. You know, I don't know if there's a temperature outside that I like, you know, I'm at a thermostat war with my wife right now. What you got? What What are your numbers? Here? She keeps What's jacking it up. She's putting it over seventy, which okay. is outrageous. In the middle of Ohio, in Ohio in January, you can't expect it to be seventy here. That costs too much money. Not in a house that size. Brett's got big house for people. Not like a mansion, but I mean big. Yeah, it's a lot. Area area wise, it's there's a lot of air in that house. Too. Surprisingly, <laughs> though, my, my bill is uh during the summer it's less than what it was at the apartment. That's because you're a fucking psycho and you keep it 95 degrees in your house. You've got the hottest house I've ever been in. I don't know how you sleep. Well, I'm just saying that the other place, the other place was like half the size. And for some reason, the bill was bigger. Yeah. I mean, I've gone over to your house. You got all the windows shut when it's like 85 outside. You're just like, what? You got to, what's the big deal? I don't see any problems. We have a door open, maybe. (laughs) My, what, what do you want it at? Oh, 65. 65. Okay. Yeah. So in it's, my house, I run the thermostat. Yeah. I didn't, I, I mean, I didn't do that. We have a, we have a equal control over it, but now we're stuck in a back and forth and she's not, yeah, you, she doesn't even wear socks, which is ridiculous. You know, gotta have you socks. Gotta, yeah. Come on. You gotta do that thing, dude, where you're like, we're going to divide up some of the territory in this house. It's <laughs> <laughs> sitcom time. I No, it's, it is. I know that sounds that way, but I don't clean the bathroom ever. Never. I haven't cleaned the bathroom in fucking 20 years. Who does? So because Katie does it? Katie. Okay. Katie cleans the bathroom. Sure. I don't take out the trash. Wait, why not? I don't want to because I don't want to, but I'll do the fucking dishes. I do the laundry. Uh, I don't vacuum because I hate the noise of the vacuum cleaner. Like I, I it's the worst noise. I, I wish they could That's make a, a silent easy vacuum excuse. Cleaner. Yeah, 
That's what I'm trying to say, though. But, you use but, these excuses? No, it's just a preference thing. We got preferences. Yeah, I would prefer this. not to clean. I would prefer not to do most of the dirty work if, I, if I'm talking about preferences. I hate the word preferences because I have had all kid, kind of kids try to use that against me now. And you don't, <laughs> you don't get to have a preference on that stuff. You have to do it. Those are chores. Chores for every damn body. I make the bed every single day. I make the bed wonderfully too. You know, that like that's how it works. It's like me and Katie have just always had a kind of way of doing things where we divide up territory. And the reason and one of the one of the things is the thermostat is for me. Like I that's not a that. tour, it doesn't require what is that? What? What's the speciality in that? It's just you're my just, territory. You're just demanding like that turf. everybody live at your temperature, and you're not compromising. <laughs> That's exactly. It. That's unfair. I hear that. It's turf. That's my turf. You know, Katie has turfs too. She lives you know? in the same house, though. She gets to be able to set her thermostat how she wants it too. Yeah, I mean it's sixty-eight. Sometimes. Is that your number? No, my number's sixty. I would keep it sixty in here all the time like we sleep with it at 60 yeah i think and then katie doesn't move it. katie has to go downstairs and work at 60 degrees and doesn't turn it up until i get out of bed at 1 p.m well and that's good like, <laughs> that sounds great to me it's nice it's nice my my bill isn't very hot high during the winter it's very high during the summer because i also like to have it 68 in the summer <laughs> yeah that's not good <laughs> 65 that's expensive know? Yeah, it does. It gets fucking pricey, dude. I'll tell you that right now. That electric company will come for you. But yeah, that, like the thermostat's just my turf, you know? She gets to make all these other decisions, you know? I don't, like, have any say over, like, where things go in the house. Ah, uh, okay. That's you know true. What I mean? That's true. Any I don't either. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just not... I, I don't get to be like, hey... You know, I think the couch would probably be more comfortable if it wasn't against the outside wall. And then like, but she's like, but this is where the couch is now. Yeah. You know, well, this is where the can't TV argue with that. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The record player is going to be here now. It's, and I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, as, long as, as long as it's 60 in here, I'm good. As long as it's 60, <laughs> yeah. you can put it wherever you want. That's my territory. There's a, there's a chair in this house that I loved. That I liked, not loved, but I thought it was good. It was like an IKEA chair. It was, it like had a uh, uh, pad on it that you kind of sat down. It was a nice little chair, right? And they took it out of the room on Christmas for the tree that wasn't where the chair was. By the way, the tree was on the wasn't even where the chair was. They just took the chair out of the room. Okay, and I said. So we, I waited. I was nice. I didn't ask anything. And then when Christmas was over, I was like, where's the, hey, where's the chair that I, I like to sit in sometimes? And they were like, we're not going to have that chair anymore. And it was just like, God damn, I want the chair back. Oh, no. <laughs> but wow. that's the way it works, though. That's territories. That's turf. The, the, <laughs> okay. the thermostat is my turf. The chairs are her turf. It's great. It's it's worked for twenty one years. You're right. It's Something worked. to aspire to. <laughs> I I'll keep my mouth shut. I haven't even hit. It's 10. not a sitcom thing. It's not a. It's it. It really isn't because like if she said I'm gonna leave you about this thermostat thing, I would you know 
change my ways. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, okay, you know, let's, let's figure this out, make this as comfortable as possible. But I think the, the, the other thing that people don't know is that like the vent in my room is like a main vent, something or other like that. And you can't cover it. So like if the, and it just blasts you. And like, so if I'm in my bedroom and the heat kicks on, my bedroom suddenly be, turns 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, it just gets super hot. And it just, that's not fair for me. You know, I'm trying to sleep. But uh, yeah, that's TERFs. All right. TERFs. The, Turf. the Brian Quinby method. So uh, uh, the reason we're recording remotely is COVID. I don't have it currently. As far as but, you know. Yes. Yes. As far as I know, and, and there's been a test administered and, uh, we're negative currently. I'll just explain how it happened. My cousin or cousin, my sister, her daughter got COVID because, uh, you know, Teenagers. I said, th- I said, yes, I said this a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe a week ago on the show. Having a teenager at this time is not easy. You know what I mean? Because all of society is kind of geared toward telling them that this is the best time of their life. Right? Like, yeah. you just, you, you hear that all the time when you're, a, when you're a teenager. Hey, you know, these are the best days of your life. Really soak them up and really enjoy them. And then now we have to say, you know, it's very hard to say, don't actually do that. Sure. You know? Don't soak them up. Don't enjoy them. Uh, just stay in. You're not going to you know? get to do them. <laughs> no. Do them no. on uh, Zoom. Cheat on each other on Zoom and, and get in a fight about it. <laughs> right. And, and, I mean, I don't know if you agree with this, and maybe it's because of our job or something, but I don't think that high school was the best days of my life at all. No. I don't feel that way, you know? I be, but I mean, it is easy to, I think a lot of the people that say high school are the best days of your life are people who are like working in a crappy job, you know, and having to bring home all the money and like, it's their responsibility to do these things. And I think that that might be where, because I think even when I was at the cable company, you know, used to sit in my van and cry because I thought that my best days were behind me. You know what I mean? Right. Like I would listen to the song No Surprises by Radiohead and I would cry in my cable van thinking that I it's over. I lived the best years of my life and that was it, you know, and that and that was what I got out of it. And I remember when I was 18, I was working at Kroger. I was talking to this cashier and uh she was really nice. She was a little older and and I was 18 and I was like, you know, well, it's all over for me. You know, I'm, I'm 18 now. I'm an adult. And she was like, you are crazy. You think this is, you think you've lived the best time of your life now? Wait till you're in your twenties, man. You get to party and do all this stuff. It's like, it's true. It's like, if you gain the wisdom and the free, you gain wisdom points and freedom points as you get older and things can potentially be better. But like, you know, I just remember hearing, like, if you don't go to the fucking prom, then you're going to regret it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you if you don't do this, if you don't do this with school, if you don't savor these moments, you're going to regret it. So I think that's my also, niece, 
Yeah, that, I mean, Go that's ahead. also TV. Uh, you're right. It, it's mostly TV that does that. I think that, yeah, uh, it, it really just plays this as the mo- some of the most magical times ever when they really are, are you know, whatever. And they're I good memory. I mean, it doesn't. It's not awful, but you know, no, 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 no. I preferred. I preferred being in charge of my life instead of having other people tell me what to do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, you even speak fondly about like when you got a job. I mean, I mean, like the little amounts of freedom that you get as you get older are the parts that are are the best things you know you get your job in high school and you you're making a little bit of money independently from your crazy parents you don't have to go begging them for money anymore yeah and uh that's a nice little bonus but i think it's all gone up i mean honestly it's all gone up i mean my 20s i was very stupid and did regretful things because i was very new at this but by 30 i felt confident enough to know what i could and couldn't do who i was who you know where to spend my time and stuff like that uh so I still think it's on the up, but yeah. Yeah, and I but tell kids will, kids will never understand that because like I also got to like kiss a girl in a pretty dress in the moonlight, you know, when or when like the sun was co- when the rain was coming down after a fucking prom or something or after a dance. Like I got to go do football games every single weekend and and you know uh, run around and cause trouble and do all that stuff. So it, it it does. It's like, I could, it's hard. You can't really tell them like, you know, Oh no, it doesn't really matter, honey. <laughs> like yeah, Those, yeah, yeah, those yeah. memories really weren't that important to me. I will say though, in, in, in her, in, in my niece's respect, who just really just not being safe. And I, and She's wild at times I, I think it has to do with, you know, uh, uh, just not even, not thinking it can happen to you. Yeah. And I, I think even almost being careful. You think you're being careful, but you're not. I mean, I had been watching from afar, but I think the thing that's really gotten me like bummed about this thing is that, you know, my daughter sits next to her in school, <laughs> like sits three feet away yeah, from yeah. her in school. They're wearing masks. And, you know, I've been seeing recently that the schools have been relatively safe. But to tell you the truth, I don't know how I feel. If I don't know that I feel the school has been safe because I still haven't received an email informing me that a student that sits three feet away from my daughter has tested positive for COVID-19. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I haven't gotten anything. Nobody's informed me of this at all. And uh, uh, I'm not blaming teachers or anything like that. It's the superintendent, but it's what you talked, what we talked about on the Sunday show about you know them forcing the kids back to school and acting like it's not a fucking big deal. It's like if I thought they were handling it right, I wouldn't be so fucking worried about my kid going back to school. But now I'm watching it as like I'm watching it happen in real time and we are not getting the information. Yeah. Right. And, and there should be, yeah. And you're right. And there should be protocols in place where they should be able to kick her, click her name on the roster and have emails sent out to everybody that's in her fucking class. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially if like, like I said, if, if you're within the, the distance within three feet of them, I mean, we have a right to know this. I, I, I know that they're wearing masks and I know that they have to wear masks, but to me, it feels like I, I don't know. And, and, and as soon as I heard she tested positive, like my heart sank, I was just like, you know, not only worried about her, but you know, 
uh, what happened was her birthday was like a couple of days ago. And like uh, uh, Gwen did not do this, but they went out to dinner for her birthday. And, you know, they were taking pictures and it was a bunch of people. And I guess they assumed, I guess, you know, they were acting like it was a bubble, but it's impossible to have a bubble with the amount of people that yeah. were there. You know what I mean? Five like, households. Oh, in, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody has a bubble. That's the fucking right. thing. You know, when when it comes to teenagers, it's like, yeah, you have a bubble, but uh, uh, that kid's dad has a bubble, too. And then, you know, that kid's dad's friend has a bubble, too. No, everybody. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, I've only been in, a, in my bubble. I'm, I, I can totally go. I've only been in my <laughs> bubble. And then all of a sudden you have a dozen bubbles getting together. Yes. Yes. And it's just like, I would have liked to have known, I guess. So I took Gwen to a rapid testing place today and she tested negative. Okay. So, uh, at the old, you, know. you said at the old pizza place? Yes, is that Bono pizza? pizza Cucinova. Oh, Cucinova. Pizza Cucinova. Yeah, it closed, and we were like, "God damn it!" Now we can't get that wonderful fast-fired pizza. But you know what? They got something better that's faster, and that's COVID. COVID test. test. <laughs> Holy moly! For one hundred and forty-five dollars, you could walk in and get your uh, uh, yeah, get your results in fifteen minutes. All right. So, I went and did that, and it made me feel a little bit better. I just thought, you know, I would record remotely until at least, like, I just want to see if symptoms show up. You know what I mean? Like, where it's like, I can't be, I can be reasonably sure that it hasn't gotten in my house, but, like, my daughter dropped a birthday card off to her for her birthday outside. They were yeah. outside, and she just handed it to her, and it's just like. No, I'm fine with it. I want to do is bring it to your house. You know what I mean? Like, no. then it's like, fuck, what am I doing here? You no, know? I'm absolutely coolio with it. Like, I, I don't mind being cautious. I, I am staying low and I, you know, this kind of stuff is fine with me. We can record remotely. It is what it is. Uh, just keep it pushing. But I just want to say that it's scary. I, I just want to say how, like, I, I was, was mad. Scared. I was mad instantly. I started sending you like cuss words, just like, so mad immediately <laughs> but you know yeah. not in not you know not at that them specifically i would have i would have definitely got it if i was a teenager when i was a teenager i would have got it yeah yeah i mean i also took the you getting mad was like the way that you found out was like a series of texts from me the last one being i'm nervous and it's like i thought you were just being like oh god damn it now they got brian flipping out you know what I mean? <laughs> Brian's fucking flipping out again, flips out all the fucking time, and now they've given him a reason that is valid to flip out. Yeah, but, uh, I did wondering what you were doing. I was like, I, I do feel, I feel good now. I don't have any. I here's the thing, like I don't have any symptoms of anything, but my legs, you know, my legs have been sore. From a walk I took on Sunday in a, a pair in the ice in a pair of Air Force Ones. And I was like, you know, using different muscles to hold myself up that I usually don't engage. So my legs had been kind of sore for a few days. They've been better today. Okay. And like I said, I've had this depression, this tough time getting up. So you can really convince yourself that you have COVID, even if you don't have a lot of contact. You know, it, it, like I, I, we didn't have contact with her. 
Sure. But my brain started giving me COVID immediately, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. You didn't I mean, have you're, you got a special little brain there, though. I do. I do. So uh, what I wanted to ask you about here is uh, uh, what's, a, what is, what's with the stocks? You know what's going on with that? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, no. I've been reading about it, and I do have an article. I have the New York Times article about it up on my screen. But I was just wondering, like, if you've been watching the stocks, because this is my nightmare, right? I never thought we'd have to talk stocks on this show. Right? Yeah, I, I want to say before we start, um, I don't care to know about stocks. People Me were either. asking if I was like making money off of it. And it's like, I'm secretly not into stocks or like, I'm, se- and I'm not secretly investing my money at all. I'm trying to spend it while I'm here. I don't, I think if I leave a dollar after I die, I wasted, you know, some money. Me too. Me um, too. I wanted to throw my last penny in the cash. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll take that with me, please. <laughs> <laughs> cash my bank out, account out and uh, bury me with it. Um, yeah. I have paid attention. I was paying attention to it. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, texted me early in the morning, said that they got in for a thousand dollars and they texted me later that night and they had like fifteen, fourteen hundred dollars Now they had made like $400 in one day or something. What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did start, uh, you don't know how many times I, I started to type Robinhood.com. <laughs> right. A- Acorn or yeah. Ameritrade. Yeah. I, um, I don't, Erica was like, you need to get into that. And I'm like, I don't want to, she, I'm like, cause I'm not passionate about it. So there's no reason to pay attention to it if I'm not into it. But I do have to say my dad eventually in his like, and when we were in, yeah, in his like fifties, he started getting into it and started making a decent amount of money. He was able to study at like horse racing and slot machines, which he's very good at. <laughs> and he started getting lots of money out of it. So um, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. It was very early online trading stuff, but I think he he's doing all right with that. So maybe at someday I will play that, that slot machine. Uh, but I did not play this one. And I still, I still don't understand. I still don't have a good grasp on this because, um, the whole concept is based off of somebody borrowing like a $10 stock from you and then waiting until it gets to $5 and then giving you all your stocks back when they're worth worth $5, uh, which I don't understand why you would let people borrow those. I guess it's, it's, all, it's all based on you make a fee on the transaction or you charge them to borrow your stocks is how it works. Yeah. I, that, like what the Robin Hood day trading shit is? No, no, that's that's a or that's this that's is. regular old sh- that's regular old stock shorting. That that's is how this is how we got into this problem. Is basically a bunch of hedge fund managers they borrowed stocks at ten dollars so that they could they could sell them, get the money, and then buy back the same amount of stocks when they were four dollars and give them back to the people that they had borrowed the stocks from. And what they did is they bought enough stocks that was worth, it was 100, it was 30% more than what was available. They overextended GameStop because they were betting on GameStop bankrupting. And so this is when the Reddit people stepped in. And because of the way the contract works, these people have to buy, you know, they borrow a stock for 90 days. They buy it at 10. They think it's going to be worth four in 90 days. They're required to buy it back no matter how much it's worth. 
Now it's worth $400 and they have to buy them back. And they went one place lost $2.3 billion or something. They got bailed out and they lost it again. So that's as much as I can make sense of it. Um, I don't understand where the profit margin is. Like I said, from taking something that's worth $10 and borrowing it. You know, I guess you're playing a long game is what it is, but I don't understand it completely, but that's what I know. They're also doing BlackBerry and AMC and funny, uh, just hearing some of these names, Nokia, hearing the name Nokia show up in the news was very funny to me. Yeah, it's I I really love it. Um, It's a way to get back at them. I don't know. We're not going to get it through reformation or anything like that. There's not going to be any changes in the law to benefit us, but... If, if we can get together, if I, not even we, I don't have the money. I don't have any money to throw on this. I, I, there was no way I could get anything together to do this. Like, I'm not, I'm way, doing a hundred bucks. I'm way I, over. You want to do a hundred bucks? I thought about doing a hundred bucks. Yeah. Right. Just to put it in there. If I, if I thought I could make money, but as I said, I don't really fucking know what it is. I would lose the money. Yeah. What would happen? It's it's like when you yeah it's like when you sign up for online casinos and then they say you have to wait fourteen days to get your money out and so you pay you you bet one hundred and then you win two hundred and you're like all right cash out all I got to do is wait fourteen days and then on day twelve you're like well I could take some of that money and and maybe make it more money and then by yeah. the end of fourteen days all the money's gone and that's exactly what I would be doing with stocks. Yes. Yes. Uh, so. So that's what happened, huh? Like, so basically, they are that. Because I was having trouble figuring out how they were taking these uh, uh, hedge funds out. Yeah, like so how they were take getting rid of head or or bankrupting hedge funds. Right. So there's a way to make stocks where, like, you you buy a stock and you say, I think this company is going to be worth ten times the amount in thirty years, and you you get money. You can also bet against it that the company is going to lose money, is not going to do well, uh, and that's where these hedge funds get all of their money. You know, off the demise of. You know, GameStop is something that, like, I mean, we all complain about it. They need better trade prices, for sure. But I, I think that uh, most people enjoyed having a GameStop to go to. I don't want to live completely online. I go to a, I go to a local play it, trade it shop though because they still have Wii games and like GameCube <laughs> games. So I'm not a GameStop. GameStop doesn't have any Wii's. Any Wii game at all. They did this to Toys R Us. They did this to like every Sears, like every fucking brand you can think of. They have made billions of dollars on tanking them. And this is the first time that there was a, someone found a loophole that was ex- enough people exploited to bash back at them. Like, uh, I, I, it's absolutely wonderful. You know, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't think the Wall Street bets people are like comrades or anything, but I, I, applaud their fight you know i i it's funny the i applaud the effort and the right kind of people lost yeah and it's funny it's it, i mean like i don't you know i don't pretend to understand what wall street bets is or what they're trying to do but it is very funny that an online forum is bankrupting hedge fund well it is it's also is it's it's also it's kind of uh it's democratic in a way in the way that like media and all the other things that have become democratized over the the last few years uh in that uh they uh the the stock market kind of decides how your company is going to do so if they decided that gamestop was going down everybody's going to start saying like 
oh yeah, don't fuck with GameStop, don't fuck with GameStop, they're going to start telling everybody it's a dead dead franchise, it's not worth investing, all that stuff, because they're going to make billions of dollars when it goes down. Uh, and, and so, and it's it's all it's none of it is based on any sort of reality. It's just the 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 money that's in play at the time, you know. Well, GameStops do have like, a blockbuster video vibe when you go into them now. Sure, I was in one recently and was like, "Yeesh, this is going away." <laughs> like when Blockbuster started like selling other stuff. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, GameStop is like selling Funko Pops and fucking keychains and shit. Yeah, the last thing I regret not buying from a GameStop was they had Deadpool Nerf guns, Nerf Rival, the little hard ball, not the dart. They had a a two pack for like fifty percent off during Christmas, and that's something I wish I would have got. Yes, absolutely. So that is the stocks. I mean, I, like I said, I I really couldn't figure it out, and I also was like, I don't know. I don't want to have the wrong opinion on this. You know what I mean? Because I don't actually know anything about the stock market or GameStop or Reddit. That's, I mean, like. It, it's like an intersection of two things I don't quite understand, and that's Reddit and uh, uh, stocks. Those are the right. two things I don't get. Two untouched know? territories. Yeah, roulette would probably be something that I, that I know about. You know, I like playing roulette. I guess that's my version of the stock market. Sure. I want to bet on wrestling, pro wrestling. That's kind of the same thing. I don't it think just, that's a, it, that seems like a that sounds like a unicorn to me. No, you can bet on the Royal Rumble. Who dude. would ever bet on pro wrestling? Why would you Brian ever take Quinn. that bet? I don't know. I don't know, but they let you bet on the order people come in on the Royal Rumble, I think. But I'm oh, not, you're I, right. I, I found the one. This is the one that lets you bet on F1 too. I'm going to see if we can get a uh I want to get a uh a referral code for this, but if uh, I want to. I want to get in on this uh, sports book here. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna bet on the Royal Rumble? No, I'm gonna bet on racing. They have Formula One on here too, but this, I found a site that does have the uh, the Royal Rumble bets right now. I'm looking at them. Dan- yeah, they'll do like Royal Rumble. They'll do like WrestleMania. They do like the big shows. They don't like do every show. Yeah, and I want to. I want to do that. I want to bet on that because I feel like because I love watching wrestling so I could sit down and watch wrestling and have money going uh, uh, on it, which if I made money, that would be great. If I lost it, that would make me mad, which, you know, are two feelings that I enjoy having mad and uh, uh, happy. Yeah, I just figured that they wouldn't let rest, let you bet on wrestling because the kind of people involved in wrestling would put in bets as soon as they knew who was going to win. Yeah, 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 that's true. Especially with wrestling being such a carny sport. <laughs> you know? They cut them off before the show, though. So I think that probably helps cut down yeah, on that. Yeah, so they can't change it. You know what I mean? They They can't change it in the show. Or, or I guess they can. Is I guess Goldberg it's like back? betting on a movie. Is Goldberg, yes, Goldberg back? Goldberg is wrestling Drew McIntyre. Good Lord. <laughs> I like Goldberg. He's fun. I like all, I like all of his recent matches except for that one. He killed wrestling, uh, didn't he? No, he didn't kill wrestling. Yeah, he was an Vince awful. man killed wrestling. He didn't do anything good, though. He just ruined everybody and just did that dumb tackle. 
He, brought, I know, he, he wasn't even it. good at wrestling, and they let him win too much. That's true. They did let him win a lot, but you know, at some point they could have like uh, uh, beat him with somebody good. Let's uh, let's pivot into to uh, uh, something that we've been meaning to get to for the past few weeks, and that is doitwithoutdues.com. Lots of people <laughs> sending this to us. Yes. Well, it, we we've been trying to get to it, right? Like, there's been a few. Uh, last, w- w- uh, uh, I felt that um, huge tube was very important to me. Oh, that was a that great show. Be. I had it. <laughs> One of our English fans said it was a real cracker. <laughs> yeah, Mate, I, that I, was a real cracker. Mike, come on! I listened to it at the Tesco. I, I can't do it. I linen. I don't know where they're from. Somewhere over there, they call us the C word and say everything is a cracker. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Well, there's a couple of them now, actually. I get a bunch of DMs at like five or six in the morning on the Street Fight account. Uh, yeah, from our our yeah. o- across the pond listeners. I like that. Uh, I am looking at uh, uh, I'm looking at do it without dues. They teach you a few things. Let me check something. Is my camera off? It's back on. Right? Yeah, it was off, but I see you now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, Brent, doitwithoutdues.com is a website uh, by Amazon, I guess? Yes, from what I've heard. Uh, like, they started the site, and it gives you the facts, okay? Here's 10 union facts and frequently asked questions. And this is this is Amazon saying this. I'm just going to let you know. We want to, we want to make sure you and everyone in our BHM1 family knows all they can about family. Unions. Family. <laughs> family first of all. We're and not a fam a- we're not a family. We're a, we're not a union. We're a family. You yes. know. We're they- we're we're blood here. We you don't have to. This isn't a civil union. No, no, no. This isn't paperwork. This isn't our bones. This is real. This is fucking as is, real as your wife. Okay. <laughs> this is something real. Okay. I'm pledging. I'm pledging my life to you. I'm going to pay for you to have uh, food and housing security. Okay. I fucking love you. I'm your dad. I'm Amazon. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so who pays for a union, Brett? Do you know who pays for a union? Uh, I figured my mom and dad would pay for it for me. <laughs> the father of the bride pays for that. The father of the bride as a as a dowry pays the union dues. Yes. You do, Brett. What? You do, I do? Yep. Wait, I have to pay to make more money? That sounds like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> that is true. I have to pay $15, $15 a month and all I get out of it is guaranteed health care with vision and dental? Yeah, it says a union is a business, which that is a whole, I don't know who came up with that, but uh, uh, they're probably raking in the dough. Oh, yeah. Saying a union is a business, because we heard that on the Walmart video. I've read that on several other union pages or anti-union pages. Uh, hey, a union's a business, okay? They sell merch. Imagine, imagine the union busters con. Late night, everybody's on like a rooftop infinity pool, and someone gestures. And they're like, you know, Mark's the guy that came up with unions are a business, and someone's like, get out. Are you serious? And he like bashfully looks up and says, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was me. 
Everybody, did you all? And then everybody pulls out their phone on the notes app and writes it down and yeah. takes it back to their union busting firm after the con. You know, they go back to their firm and they're like, you know, Terry at the uh, union busting convention was saying a union is a business. And then their boss like chomps on a cigar and he's like, God damn it, son, you got it. That's how we'll <laughs> defeat him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hear that everywhere. Yeah, um, you know, once again, like I frequent businesses that I get something from, and one, uh, if, like if I have to go to work for eight hours a day and sometimes mandatory overtime, I'll pay for a business to yell at my boss to get me more money. No problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get rid of HBO Max. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I swear to God, I'll do it. I'll pay. I'll get rid of HBO Max to pay for uh, my union dues. <laughs> that is funny. It's like, are you saying that people shouldn't frequent a business? Like, I, like Amazon's also a business. Is that wrong? Is a business wrong? Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird reverse. They're kind of like, hey, what are you gonna do? It's like it's uh, it's they they basically turned it into one of those scenarios where someone you love has been cloned, and you have to figure out which one you're gonna kill. And they're like, hey, we're both businesses here. And then you're like, oh, no, who should I go? Which where do I choose? You're both businesses. I hate businesses. What do I do? I, I hate business. You know what's unscrupulous? Business. <laughs> you know what are you? A business. <laughs> not a family. It's not a fucking family. It's not like a family. Weird. It's a business. Uh, number two, will a union provide more job security? Uh, no. A union cannot create job security or guarantee you will not lose your job. When we work together to improve our business and provide service to our customers, more business is generated, meaning more job security for everyone. No. Now, let me go to a little point. When we work together to improve our business, who else works together to improve a business? This is also just, I don't, I don't know who this would work on because these are also the places that every single quarter they're like, guys, we did it. We hit our quarterly numbers and it was all because of you. You know, we were up 10% this quarter and they do all that stuff, but you don't get more money. The business, no. whenever the business was doing good, I never got any money out of it. No, Maybe I got a party sub or something. Yeah, you either get like a pizza or a breakfast or a, a, a frisbee that says the name of the company on it or something like that. Candy bar, a regular T-shirt. <laughs> you never get cut in on that. No, money. no, never. They never said fuck. We made ten million because of you, dog. Here you go. Let me break you off a thousand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, number three. Will a union provide better wages and benefits? Now, come on. Yeah. We, this is the, this is why you're scared of them. You better, yeah. come, you better at least be honest with this so that you can tell us why that's a bad idea. A union cannot guarantee <sighs> better wages and benefits. With okay. union negotiations, you could end up with more the same or less than what you make today. That's not going to happen. I think with union negotiations, chances are you're not going to end with less than what you make. Uh, yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that uh, the also Amazon workers have a lot of fucking power. 
So each if, one of these also has a thing that says, ask the union. These are questions you got to ask the union. And on the first one, it says, uh, ask them how much monthly dues are. And uh, Jesus. number two, they really are hammering that home. They think people are just going to be like, it's not worth it. Why would you pay yeah. 1049 a month to, to make $1,000 more a month? <laughs> yeah. the, uh, ask the union. Here, let's ask the union this question. Can the union guarantee I won't lose my job? If so, will you put it in writing? Nobody can fucking guarantee that. They the do have world. a better process. You should be able. Why don't you ask Amazon if they can guarantee that you won't lose your job? And if so, will they put it in writing? True. True. <laughs> will you guarantee in writing higher wages and better benefits? What do you think I deserve is another question for the union. So, uh, uh, you know. That uh, that is actually a good question, although the guarantee it in writing part is so weird because you don't ask Amazon to guarantee anything in writing. They don't guarantee shit, you know? Uh, number four on here is, can we try a union out and get rid of it later? Oh, no. Oh, no. That is not a real question. That's a good one, though, because they're seeding some people with that thought. Where they're like, I'd sign the card if we could only had to do it for three months and then we got to decide again later, you know? (laughs) That's true. That's true. And and their answer to that question is getting rid of a union, which is known as decertification, is a long and complicated process. And the law prohibits Amazon from helping you get rid of the union once they're in. (laughs) You're on your own. Amazon would be on your side, you know? Amazon would have been on your side in this case, but they can't even do it. The laws, the law says they can't help you. And, you know, Amazon just wants to help you. That's why they gave you that water bottle to piss in because you're not allowed to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's why they're that's what they're telling you to stop worrying about this stuff. And they're looking, they're that, looking out for you. They want you, they, you're getting all these crazy ideas in your head. You think your life is going to change just because you're working at Amazon. It's not. No, 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 no. You get what you get. You don't throw a fit. Yeah. Number five, do I have to talk to the union representative? Which is, you don't have to talk to anybody. Yeah. Some, I understand. I, I mean, I think that the union should respect non-talkative people that want to avoid all interactions. I, I respect that. Yeah. I probably wouldn't. Want, if I'm being honest, I don't think I would want to talk to union representative, but I would vote for the union. Yeah. Like I want a union. I'll give you twenty bucks. I just don't. <laughs> I don't want to have a conversation with somebody. <laughs> uh, number six. Do I have to vote for the union if I signed a card? Uh, no. What? That is such a no- another dumb question. But that is something that puts doubt question their doubt in people's head amazon is like seeding these this ideas. is good i mean this is i have to say this feels way this feels uh this is not in a they're doing a really good job of making it seem like they are concerned for you like well hold on a second before you do this think about it you know and then like geez louise uh you, you signed a card? Well, I hope that doesn't mean you have to vote for him. I mean, I'd hate <laughs> to be forced to vote for somebody. Is that someone you'd call family? You know? Well, Walmart tried that too, right? Walmart tried the thing about, like, your signature means a lot. Right, right, you know? right. Your signature is more important than your fingerprints. Right. Or your birthday. Or pretty much anything in your life. 
Uh, so their answer to that is no, it's your right to choose whether to vote for or against the union. Even if you signed a card, it is illegal for anyone, including a union to threaten, intimidate, or coerce you into doing something you don't want to do. I know that's wrong. A secret ballot election will decide the outcome and it's important for everyone to vote. Hmm. Uh, you know what their tactic is though, is they're making it an in-person vote. They won't do... A, a remote vote for this because they know that people don't want to go in because of COVID. You know what I mean? Right. And they're also not mentioning that some of this stuff is like some of the reasons the union stuff is so active is because of COVID. They're, they're not safe. They're pro they don't have good COVID protocols. Right. Like I don't work at Amazon, but I mean the stuff that I've heard, uh, uh, just read on the internet about it has been pretty, uh, uh, bad and they're working more hours than ever. They're busier than ever. Also, when it comes to wages, the company's making more money than ever too. You know, oh, for it's sure. like that, that, co they're, they're like doing really well money wise and they could afford this union shouldn't even be a fucking threat to them. You know what I mean? It shouldn't, I, it shouldn't even be a threat to a company as big as fucking Amazon. Like who cares? You know? Right. You're just, if, if making a site that's called do it without dues, which by the way, people started sending this to me, like, like, uh, as it came out and all of them, I thought for a while, I thought it said do it without dudes. And I was like, well, I like, you know, dudes aren't bad. Sure. Dudes have been bad. I didn't, yeah. You have to acknowledge that not all dudes rock. Not, yeah. Yeah. Some dudes are bad, but I don't want to do it without them. I'd like dudes. I like being around my dudes. Sure. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, what if I have a problem? Who do I talk to? <laughs> that's all. That's number seven. I mean, the, the thing about they have nothing else to offer except for doubt. And, and that's what's so great about their position is that they don't have to say like we – they're not even doing the like we give you a one-on-one -on -one relationship with HR. We're here for you, any of that. They're just kind of saying like this just sounds dicey to me. Like they're just like your grandma. <laughs> they're just your grandma that's like covering her mouth and shaking her head as soon as you start talking about going downtown for a concert. Yeah, their answer is if a union gets in and you have a problem, the union will decide whether to bring the issue to management. Okay. It's like, okay. But I trust the union. Yeah, I fucking hate management. We complain about them all goddamn day. And uh, everyone at the smoke hut agrees with me. So if they're my union, that's who I want to be making the decision. Yeah. When I'm at ask the, the, go ahead. No, the ask the union question is, how will the union guarantee that my issues will be heard and addressed? Again, they keep putting the word guarantee in there. Like Amazon offers you any guarantees. Well, also that aren't, like mandated by law. Yeah. And Alexander from Minion Death Call works for UPS and is in a union. He explained to us that like, he gets to file grievances whenever he wants. Like he, if anything happens that he doesn't like at work, he just keeps it moving and he does his job. And at the end of the day, he goes in and says, the boss told me to, to work when I wasn't, when I was on break, you know, the boss told me to do something I wasn't supposed to do. And he gets fucking money for it. 
He got that's, you checked. That's way better. That's way better than going to HR and trying to say the right thing without them getting me fired. Like I feel like if whenever I go to HR, I've got a two-week time clock ticking on my head. Like I'm out the oh, door. Yeah. As soon as I go to, oh, yeah. as soon as I voice my concerns, they're finding a replacement. All of a sudden, some other guy shows up that looks exactly like me. <laughs> and it's like, hey, we's the new hire. And it's like, what's going on? No, nothing, hey. man. We just love you so much. We wanted two of you. Bullshit. Two weeks, I'm out the door. <laughs> Can we train you? Can you train? Can you guy? train? Can you teach him everything you know in the next thirteen days? We like the way you work. We just don't like you personally. Like we want to get rid of you. <laughs> we, we, but we like the way you do things. You just ask a lot of questions that we don't like and that we're uncomfortable with. You think too much. You yeah. you, you yeah. added up all the money that you've made the company and then deducted the costs and said and pointed out the difference with your wages. You can't do that. Uh, number eight, will a union provide a safety and appeals committee? I mean, probably that's what the grievance thing is, you know, and, uh, they answer Amazon already has an associate safety committee and an appeals process. You don't have to pay hundreds of dollars per year in union dues in order to get what you already have. By the way, a hundreds of dollars a year, a couple hundred dollars a year. Cause they, they don't, they don't actually know what the dues are sure. on this thing. Right. And if even if it's five hundred dollars a year, it's like that is so fucking worth it. You know? Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I think it, that's the number they're going with is five hundred dollars a year. And it's like I'd pay five hundred dollars a year to have all of this stuff in place for me, you know? Yeah. And to clear it up for there was somebody in the chat that said some unions are bad, and uh, I would rather be in a bad union than none at all. <laughs> like I, yeah. I I I'm like uh I don't I don't I have tried to I've dealt with employers, that's why I don't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree that there are unions that I don't love, but, uh, yeah, a bad union is still a union. You know, I, I've only worked a union job once and that was at a grocery store and it would have been nice if they would have stuck up for me when I, when I got fired, but I, I don't really care. I probably could have filed a grievance of some sort. I just didn't, you know, kind of know what was going on, but some unions are bad. It's like, but you know, this could be a good one. This one isn't even started yet, so I'm not going to argue that it's bad. You know what I mean? Sure. Will the union prov uh, okay, so number nine, will I have to go on strike? That is a, that's a fine question. A strike is called when the union decides to do so. If a union calls a strike, they expect that you will not go to work, even if you need to keep working to earn money to pay your bills. Unions may even issue fines to employees who try to continue to work. Scabs. You know what I mean? And they say, ask the union, what fines or penalties will I have to face if I cross a picket line? You fucking big rock in your face, motherfucker. D batteries thrown at your neck. <laughs> yeah. Busted fucking windshield. Someone will <laughs> scratch you with really dirty nails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's another thing is like they do bring up strikes quite a bit. Which, and like, yeah. which is a, a gen, general, First of all, strikes don't happen very much. Yeah, I was going to say, this is so non-existent. This stuff is all watered down anyways. It's all fucking suit bullshit these days. There isn't, you can't take a big wrench and get what you want anymore. No. <laughs> you can put a bomb in the back of a truck and get what you want. Right. Number 10, <laughs> if the union calls a strike, will I get paid? Nobody is asking that question, but... 
it is uh, 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 a question. And uh, they're, they're asked the union part of that one is, do union bosses continue to get paid while I'm on, while I'm unpaid on strike? <laughs> that is, that is a brutal one. That's a tough one. That is a, that is a, that's called a reverse fat cat. Maybe is that what that argument is called? The reverse fat cat. Oh, you thought you yes. were coming after us and you've been enriching and you've been enriching your union owners instead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope this happens. I hope this, this yeah, they need election, to. Yeah. I hope they unionize. That would make me feel really great. And, uh, do it without dues also has five things, uh, uh, that, happen in a union negotiation which we've been actually learning about on the call-in show for people that don't know true uh people have been calling in and kind of telling us what the negotiations are and uh uh i i like this answer can a union guarantee that it will get us better hours wages and benefits no the union can't make guarantees everything is subject to negotiation only amazon can make commitments about your hours wages and benefits regardless Oh, that is putting you in your place. Right? Yeah. <laughs> They're letting you know, like, they can't guarantee shit, and we ain't planning on giving you anything. Tell but them we could if we wanted to. Tell them any, to, Tell them what you want. You're in my house. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, but I, I, the, the thing is, though, is that nobody, if Amazon, Amazon is not going to advocate for the worker. This, no. you're not, I don't need a guarantee from the union that they're going to try to do better for me. But someone, if it's someone is on the case, that feels better to me than leaving it up to Amazon. Cause I don't think they're going to come to the conclusion that I deserve more for all that I do. Yeah. They haven't actually been good. The thing about it is like, you know, I've met a lot of company people, you know, and I'm sure there are a lot at Amazon. I mean, these union drives are, are hard fought by the way, you know, and like, uh, 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 who knows if they're going to win. And I don't think I will say this. I don't think that people that work in the warehouse are going to this website. <laughs> I just, yeah. don't, I, I don't, I think people going to do it without dues.com are just people like us, you know, that are looking at it. I don't know. You know, if maybe they printed these off and handed them <laughs> out at work, are they allowed to even do that? I don't really know. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what it is. I, I I imagine I don't. You're right. I don't know the laws about it, but I get. I'm guessing that Amazon can send this around in an email, and I'm sure a lot of people perused it. There's people that like to read technical stuff. Yeah, yeah, and also like, you know, it's. It, it, the way they talk, like, so one of these questions says, what if Amazon says no to the union's demands? And it says this, the decision's up to the union. The union could call for a strike in an effort to get their demands met. So they're, they are like really taking a hard line. Like oh. we're not going to like, how long does it take to negotiate a union contract? There's no time limit to reach a union contract is what they're saying. So they are really kind of saying like, you know, we're, we're not going to make this easy for you. You know, if you start a union, we're going to make this very difficult. You know, I, I don't I don't think it, it doesn't even feel that forceful to me. It just sounds yeah. so you just assume that 
And I think that's yeah. what the point is. It's so open-ended that the only thing you can assume is, oh, well, that means we're going to drag this on forever. Yeah. So they, they told them their awards, their Amazon total rewards package, which is what they call their benefits. Oh, which gosh. is kind of a, that is like, that sounds like a loyalty card at like a grocery store or something. Yeah. What is your Amazon total rewards package? <laughs> sounds like my Capital One points to trade in to get a, a room in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. During collective bargaining, everything is on the table for negotiation, including your Amazon total rewards package. <laughs> Here's what you already get without paying dues. Know what's at stake. And, and, uh, you know, that's just their total rewards package. They, they talk. I mean, I don't know what this union is for, right? If it's the warehouse, I imagine they're going to do a lot better with a union. Yeah, would be my guess. Sure, you know. Yeah, but uh, that's just my guess. I have well, some. Good, I do have some good news. Okay, what's the good news? Uh, you know, so delicious. They make the like uh, coconut ice cream stuff. Yes, they their workers in their facility in Oregon uh, voted to join a union, and they're just going to let them do it. That's nice. I mean, that is the way to do it, you know? Yeah, so delicious, dairy-free in Springfield, Oregon. A unit of 107 workers joined the Teamsters Local 206. How they did it is rare. In an era when most companies hire union busters, so delicious voluntarily recognized the union after (laughs) letting workers make their decision on the union without interference. Somebody working there, they had more of a me type person making the decision where it's like, ah, just whatever. Somebody was like, eh, they want to. I don't want to fucking argue. Go for it. I, that's what I, I mean, that's what I really think about the Amazon thing too. It's like Amazon's making so much fucking money. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like if I was running Amazon, I'd be like, who fucking let them start a union? Whatever. You know, what's it, what, what skin is it off of my back? Right. I don't know. I, I don't get what the problem is when you're, when you're in the amount of profits that some of these companies are getting where it's just like, who cares? Well, well, what? We'll lose some money. You know, we're not going to have to pay them a thousand dollars an hour. So yeah, it's going to out of the window. It's going to cost a little. It's going to cost a little bit more to make all this money, basically. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's fine. You know, and the workers aren't going to be miserable. Well, you know, no, they will. I'm miserable. I was miserable when I was working, and no matter what I was doing, you know. <laughs> Sure. Well, that is the first quarantine remote show. I don't know what's going with the call-in show this week. We can't make any disi- uh, uh, guarantees, but we will stream uh, at the very least. We'll be able to, maybe we'll do a Q&A, Brett. Yeah, we'll see. I think, uh, you know, we did the, yeah, we'll have to talk to Jason and see what's up. But We, we might did. be able to do the call-in show remote is is the thing. I think so. so. Uh, uh, so that might happen. But uh, uh, thanks for listening. It's been fun. It's weird doing it in my pajamas, but it's weird to street fight in my pajamas. Yeah, it's not a good idea. You got to have sturdy pants on. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. We'll be back on Sunday. Find us online at all the usual places. Uh, support us and what we do at patreon.com slash streetfightradio. Uh, we just put up the D&D character creation. So that's 
that's on there right now. Tomorrow night, we're going to fill out the rest of our stories, figure out what our armor and fucking clothes and shit look like, I guess, our backstories. That's all going all gonna to be developed tomorrow night. Uh, that will show up on the Patreon bonus feed as well. And then we are going to do the live stream sometime in February, I'm guessing. Probably the end of February. We're going to begin our campaign and try to keep it going once a month. Street Fight D&D uh, in Rapid City with uh, Icy Jake and Tasha. So, look, get ready for that. It's coming. I'm going to have a 50 caliber handgun, my character. Okay. Smart. Oh, that's just something. That's an intense grip strength. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a very strong character. Uh, we'll see you on Sunday. Peace. Take me for